This program was recorded a few years ago when our guests were visiting South Africa and sharing their passion for the Treasured Celebrations program. On today's Focus on the Family, Doreen Hanna talks about the importance of investing in our young girls as they become young women. When she can embrace that, we often just, our, our byline for our girls is, you are a daughter of the king, a true modern day princess. Do you have a princess in your home? And does that make you a king or a queen? And how would that affect the way that you relate to your daughter? I'm Graham Schnell, and this is Focus on the Family, and today we're going to be speaking about raising these princesses, and, and particularly their transition from young girls into young women of God. Um, and our guests today are all the way from the United States of America. Uh, we have uh, Doreen Hanna, who has been referred to as the Queen, because she's personally <laughs> guided hundreds, I think it's 600 or more than 600 girls on, a, on this life-impacting journey to see themselves as beautiful young ladies, true princesses, which is where the, the title comes. And she's the founder and president of Treasured Celebrations. Um, and she's co-author of the book Raising a Modern Day Princess, uh, which is more than just a book. It's really a, a rite of passage program for teenage girls. Uh, and Doreen has brought with her some friends from the States. So there are three other lovely ladies with me this morning in the studio. And we have Diane Maxey, who's a longtime friend of Doreen's and a founding board member, also involved in ministry um, and a, a Curves franchise club owner in California. And Naomi Shedd, who's the Southeastern representative for Modern Day Princess. Um, and I know Doreen has said just one of her greatest assets and greatest um, advocates of the program and her longtime friend Krista Anderson uh, who does a lot of support in, in Naomi's role uh, not just in the administrative function but in mentoring her own daughter she's with us here in the studio as well so welcome to all of you it's really wonderful to have you with us thank you thank it's you. good it's to good be, to be here, here. Well, I have to say that I have three princesses in my home. Well, four, uh, three young princesses. Um, and so this is really a topic that's, that's very much on my heart. Um, and I have a, a very serious desire to see my young girls um, have a strong sense of their identity mm -hmm. and to know that they really are princesses. They're daughters of a king. Um, and so I'm excited about hearing a little bit more. So let's jump right in. Uh, but tell us where it all began. Why, why, Doreen, did you write Raising a Modern Day Princess? But maybe firstly, what is a modern day princess? Well, I think a modern day princess is a daughter of the king. It's one who has embraced her purpose, value, and strength as a godly young woman. And when she can embrace that, we often just, our, our byline for our girls is, you are a daughter of the king, a true modern-day princess. Hmm. Well, that's excellent. And, you know, we often, in parenting, we talk about this, this gradual um, increasing their independence and or decreasing their dependence on us. And it's kind of they start as babies and they're completely dependent. And our role, one of our major roles, is to kind of release the rain slowly as they grow in their independence to the point where they are mature, contributing adults. Um, 
But there's something that you're talking about, which is a, a defining moment. Uh, That's correct. Which is this rite of passage when they really can mark that moment of becoming a woman in the case of a young girl. Uh, tell us why that's important and a little bit more about the depth of that. I recognize the importance and value of d having a defining moment in a young girl's life, which we call a rite of passage. And we have many rites of passage in life. Every birthday is a rite of passage. We begin a new year. Every anniversary is a rite of passage. But there are more poignant rites of passage. And we, and I saw that in so many other cultures mm. was that they had very clear, um, celebrations yeah. or rites of passage in training their young ladies to become young women with certain, um, defining specific things to address like, mm their manners and how they respected their adults and um, their relationships with others. And mm. so all of that is involved in the curriculum. Yeah. But within the book, what we're doing in raising a modern day princess is equipping the parents mm. to know what that rite of passage is and how to implement it. Yeah. Naomi, you, you've been involved for over seven years in the southeast of the U.S. as a representative for Modern Day Princess. Um, and so you must have experienced many of these uh, rites of passage celebrations and just the, the groups with the girls. Maybe share some of your highlights and some of the, the experiences that have really tugged at your heart along the way. I've uh, met Doreen in 2007 and I've taken 68 girls through the program. Hmm. And I think you touched on the differences between what a true modern-day princess is versus the the view of the Disney princess, you know, like you have the privileges. But a true modern-day princess is someone, it's not about frilly dresses and dressing up in tiaras. Hmm. It's um, her destiny is in an heir to royalty. She's a daughter of the king. So that makes her an ambassador of Christ. Hmm. And so she is somebody who is an example of what it means to be Christ-like. Mm. And one of the um, highlights is when I have a, what we call a step-in father. Mm. And that's for a princess whose dad is either unwilling or unable mm. to present the blessing to her. And one of the girls who... I've had the privilege of reconnecting with uh, in preparation for coming on this trip. She took what we taught her as a example of what it means to be a godly father, and we take it from Psalm 15. And she took it to her biological father who had divorced, there was a divorce there, and said, why didn't you give this to me? Mm. And then she took it to a man that was her stepfather at the time and asked him, do you want this? Mm. Do you want this description in my life? And he said, yes. And um, that was, she was uh, 15 when she took the class. And when I reconnected with her in preparation for coming on this trip, she was 21. Mm. And they still are meeting once a week, even wow. though there's been a yet another divorce that connection between that step-in dad hmm. and her have stayed true. Sure. And so 
she said, I needed a redefinition of what Christ looked like, and I mm -hmm. needed stability and consistency. Mm -hmm. And my step-in dad was able to redefine what Christ mm -hmm. looked like. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you're in South Africa, and I, I know that uh, God's uh, called you uh, for such a time as this. And, and you must know just the realities of the context of South Africa, where you mentioned step and dad. Um, uh, the majority of kids born in South Africa will, will not have an involved dad or dad at all. And so I think on our heart as we speak about uh, this desire to see young girls walk into the fullness of what God has designed and destined them to be, there's, there's a, a need to inspire step-in dads and even step-in moms uh, in our country um, and maybe, Diane, you, you've you've only been here a, f a few days, I know, um, but you've walked a long journey with Doreen, and I know that this is a message that's on your heart. Um, would you speak to even just what you've experienced since you've been here, and uh, and your desire to to not only provide um, or, or inspire parents to to instill these values into their kids, but maybe to go beyond their own families and to reach. Uh, another group of kids that don't have the benefit of a dad uh, or even a, maybe a mom that would take them through this? Well, I think I would be um, saying very honestly that we all were fairly ignorant of the culture. And so coming to a country gives you a chance to see that in person um, mm. from many perspectives. And I think from my perspective in my own life, I know I feel that I did not give my daughter this type of a pro th this program wasn't available and it just didn't come to my mind as it did Naomi's to do that and so when Doreen developed this program I was sad because I felt that I had missed that opportunity with my daughter mm -hmm. but when my eldest granddaughter was 14 um, I had that desire to take her through this program to mm -hmm. redeem of what I had missed mm -hmm. in the process of that she invited a few friends to participate so in a way that's what I see perhaps happening here that there may be some listening that are saying I want this for my daughter or maybe you're thinking that it's too late you missed it with your daughter but it's not mm -hmm. because you can do it with your granddaughter and then reach out to others that accompany them in this journey so your desire may be for your own in a way but then that spreads as you connect with their friends. And I think also there are a lot of women who may not have children, but they have spiritual daughters or they have young girls in their life that they really care about and they want to see them have a different life. Mm. And I believe that connecting through this kind of a program can lead these young women um, into a more full life and into the direction that God intends them. Mm. Mm. Dory, maybe help us with just some of the key attributes of the program. Uh, we've talked about maybe the the end result, um, but what are some of the areas that you tackle along the way in this journey? I think the most important um, aspect that I recognized um, in creating the curriculum and incorporated also within the book was um, our girls being able to define their gifts that God has imparted into their lives. And so um, having a personality profile that enables them to see who God created them to be mm. is quite a revelation for them. And they get so excited about um, 
identifying um, some things that God created within them mm-hmm. and saying, oh, uh, if they're in a group setting, you'll see them as friends saying, oh, that's so you, Mary Jo, or that's you, Ginger. The, oh, that's so, oh, that's so me. And that self-discovery is so precious because mm-hmm. you recognize for, for them that this is one of the first times that they're discovering qualities about themselves. And the second step in in that program is that we have them take notes to three trusted adults and they don't know that the girls have taken a personality profile but in that card that we ask them to fill out they write down one character quality that they love about this young lady and it's a sealed envelope that they return to the class the next week and it's just like Christmas <laughs> they're opening up a present and discovering what other people love about them we also um, begin to help them to recognize the importance of valued relationships and so we uh, talk about the value of moms and mentors in their mm-hmm. life because so often teenagers aren't they're they're tuning out their parents by the teen years and so they're not listening or don't want to hear that godly advice or mm-hmm. practical advice coming from their parents but a mentor is a powerful influence mm-hmm. in their lives whether that's their best friend's mother or possibly mm-hmm. a youth pastor or um leader it just depends on where that other influence can come from and sometimes they can say the very same thing the parents have been saying for months and it's a new revelation Mm -hmm. and the mother may want to put her hand on her hip and say I've been saying that for months (laughs) but withholding her tongue and just being thankful that her daughter was Mm -hmm. able to hear that from someone that the mother also respects Mm -hmm. is a great comfort to know that God's using Mm -hmm. mentors in her life as well as her mom. Then we talk about the fathers, the importance. We call that a portrait of a prince. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about that, we use Psalm 15, as Naomi mentioned, as the guideline Mm -hmm. for what a man of integrity is striving to become. I don't think, and I I reassure the girls that no man is going to be perfect, but as long as he's striving to become a godly man, Mm. that's uh, an excellent sign of that. Mm. Mm. But they're dealing oftentimes with the absence of no father in the home or a father that may be in the home, but is emotionally absent. And so we are dealing with lots of challenges on that Mm -hmm. level because the end result of this program is that father's blessing. Mm -hmm. So it has been a tremendous opportunity in the curriculum we have created um, is having the daughters begin to engage with the father or the future man who will impart her blessing, Mm -hmm. being able to open doors of communication that so often have been closed. Mm -hmm. And so I've considered it a great privilege to see how this curriculum has begun to even open doors more than ever Mm -hmm. for the hearts of the father to be turned towards the daughter and the daughter towards the mm-hmm. children as mm-hmm. it says in Malachi 4 6 tell me if I go back just a little bit to the mentor the role of the mentor um, and from a program perspective can can a mentor 
instigate this program and and draw the parents in you know if i'm thinking of those listening that might identify a child in their community in their sphere of influence that isn't their, their biological child that they may know or recognize an absent father an absent parent a dysfunctional home um, can a mentor reach in and, and begin this program and, and maybe along the journey see some of those doors open as you say if there's anything I discovered, I was exactly that. And my greatest, um, I won't say challenge, but opportunity was beginning to educate the parents mm -hmm. of the value of this program. And I realized that my goal was not as much to market the program to the girls and say, you want to become a princess. Yeah. It was really more educating the parents of the value of a rite of passage and that's the reason that the book was written hmm. and i believe that's the reason that raise uh, that focus on the family published the book is they recognized that need hmm. and by the grace of god we had the privilege of being able to present a solution to that need yeah. and what a joy it's been to see the fruit of that hmm. Graham amazing fruit yeah. has come uh, through the healing of relationships both um, seasons of when they do the mother-daughter um, session and yeah. mentors uh, them writing a note to their mother now that as they begin to get blessed in the beginning we teach them then to turn around and impart blessing by writing a love note to their moms and the fruit that I've seen come from that um, in a mother who initially, may I give an example here yeah. of one mom when I met for the parents meeting prior to the girls starting the class and I said, um, you know, you'll have to spend um, on this session, you'll spend an hour with your daughter and one mother just goes, oh, and my heart was so heavy to think that a mom wouldn't want to spend one hour with mm. her daughter. Mm. Well, as the program started, and now we've come to the mother mentor session, and I said, girls, this week, will you'll want to invite your mom out for, it's you. You spend the money to take her out for coffee or an ice cream or something and, and begin to talk about your relationship or the, mm -hmm. the questions we've provided for you in the journal to open up the door to talk with each other. And the little girl of the mother who had shrugged her shoulders said, my mother and I haven't been talking for two weeks. And I couldn't even comprehend living mm. in the same household and a mother and daughter not speaking for two weeks. Mm. So I said, you know, this might be an opportunity for you to break that silence. And I would encourage you to write that note and put it in a creative place where she'll be surprised to find it. And the next week, Graham, she comes back and she can hardly wait <laughs> to talk. And this is the first time I ever saw her willing to really even talk. And she shared how she says, I put that card in a perfect place for my mom to find <laughs> it. And she said she just ran to me and just cried and said she couldn't believe that I really felt that way about her. And I said, well, what did you say in that card? She said, I told my mom I loved her. And at the ending celebration, that mother came to me and said, the best thing you did in that class 
was to have my daughter write that card to me. Mm-hmm. So simple, but mm-hmm. recognizing the need and how this ministry has opened up such marvelous doors for communication mm-hmm. with the parents or their need for mentors in their life mm-hmm. or fathers becoming fathers to the fatherless. It is, it's so much broader than I mm-hmm. ever imagined mm-hmm. when I created the curriculum mm-hmm. and wrote the book. Well, you've mentioned the blessing ceremony, and it's a it's a celebration. Even your ministry is called celebration. So, tell us a little bit a little bit about that. That's the that's kind of it all culminates in the in the celebration, doesn't it? It truly yes. does. It's that's it's the pinnacle. Part. That's definitely my favorite part. Um, Naomi, you want to address sure, that for a minute? Sure, I'd love to. Um, there's a very special, unique thing when a man stands up publicly and declares a blessing over his daughter. Mm-hmm. And the word blessing translates also into empower. Mm-hmm. When you bless somebody, you've empowered them. And I have seen walls crumble because I really feel like Dr. David Jeremiah says, for any woman, one very dominating influence is her father. He is the first man to whom she gives her heart and how he reacts strongly affects her future with men. And this is a vivid reminder of the incredible impact a father has on his daughter's life, modeling a life of integrity and protecting his daughter's purity. And what this program does, Modern Day Princess, is it benefits and enhances the relationship between father and daughter, which it will enhance the relationship between the daughters and set the stage for all future romantic activities and feelings. And the girls are looking to their daddy for approval to see how he values things. So that's why I feel like this is vital to the girls we're losing our girls we're losing them Mm. and the key to empowering them is that father or that step in mentor father to come in and say you are a daughter of the king i declare you a daughter of the king and i and i i see you as valuable Mm. and the bible says like in malachi 4 6 you know how he turns the hearts to the fathers to the daughters and the daughters to the fathers if that doesn't happen in the last days then he's going to pour out a curse mm. and i feel like that curse is divorce mm-hmm. so if we don't step up mm. as mentors and women and dads we are stepping up and stepping in that gap to reverse the curse mm. so when you stand and you watch those dads stand up and say would you forgive me for mm-hmm. not being that Psalm 15, Father, would you forgive me for not um, declaring you a daughter of the king and treating you as the royalty that Christ has identified you as? Mm. You see the tears come Mm -hmm. and the walls fall down Mm -hmm. and the reconciliation. This program is is not just about prevention. It's about reconciliation more Mm -hmm. than anything. Mm -hmm. And 60% of the girls I've taken through have had their biological fathers, but 40% have been step-in dads Mm. who have taken that role and said, I see the value of you. And I've had dads buy their dresses, pray to have their hair done, take them out and ask them the questions on the uh, Mm father-daughter date. Mm. And these girls are, are 
finally believing in themselves. I had one girl say, Daughters of the King, that night is when I believed I could go to college. <laughs> and that same girl now, she was 15 when she took my class. She's 21 now. She's one semester away from graduating with her degree in, ch in early childhood education. And it all started when that step-in dad said, I will do it. I will declare you a daughter of the king, and I will bless you. <laughs> and that gave her the confidence that it took for her to believe in herself to finish mm. college. And she is in a very low um, income mm. sect. So it was a very big deal. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I would, would maybe want to end with even as we, as we wrap up this broadcast as a, as a challenge. I think there's a, there's a lot of inspiration for our own families. I know just thinking of my girls as they grow and the desire I have uh, to see the mm -hmm. fulfillment of some of the stories even you've, you've shared. Um, but that challenge to, to step beyond our own families um, and to reach into to a, a whole generation, many of which are growing up without a father, many of which are, are uh, on the back foot, as it were, in terms of uh, involvement from any parent. Um, and how do we, as the church, um, rise up and actually take that challenge to be a mentor and what's great is having the tools uh, to be able to do that because it's hard to, to just start and say well I want a mentor and, and make a difference uh, but what you've provided here is some real real tools to to encourage us in our own families but some practical handholds on how we can impact this next generation of princesses um, and inspire them and their God-given uh, design and their destiny. And so we're really thrilled. So uh, Doreen Hanna, author of the book Raising a Modern Day Princess, uh, Naomi Shedd and Krista Anderson and Diane Maxey, it's really been an absolute privilege to have you with us. Uh, and thank you for coming out and thank you for spreading this message that's so desperately needed, I think, around the world. Thank, thank you, you Graham. It was an honor to be here. Thank you. I am so grateful that Doreen Hannah and her friends are working with such passion to see the lives of teenage girls set on a path to success as they guide them in discovering their identity in Christ. There are a staggering number of teenage girls in our society who do not have a present or involved father in the home. And so we're in great need of fathers to take their rightful place in their daughters' lives. Or as Doreen intimated, a step in dad can be the one who offers the blessing where a young girl has an absent father. I love those words from Naomi when she said, when you bless someone, you empower them. And that's what Doreen Hannah and Pam Farrell aim to do in their book, Raising a Modern Day Princess. This book offers practical help to mothers and mentors in raising a generation of women to see themselves as God sees them, as daughters of the King true modern-day princesses. You can find Raising a Modern-Day Princess as well as Raising a Young Modern-Day Princess when you shop online at safamily.co.za or give us a call on 031-716-3300. Thank you for listening in to Focus on the Family today. I'm Alison Schnell inviting you back next time when we'll once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.